All right, welcome back to the final episode of season two, the MindWorks podcast with Dre and, Dre and Kev. Welcome back, welcome back. Whew, this season was a rough one, but very interesting stuff. And I do want to point out like the whole concept of the MindWork podcast season two. And let's talk about that real quick, For just sure. to lay it out to begin this whole uh, episode. So basically, we all, we started off talking about many different things in this whole podcast in this season. If you guys notice, the whole season is basically based on nine episodes, which is in reference to Dante's Inferno's Nine Circles of Hell and his Divine Comedy. So basically, we walked you through different avenues of mental health uh, related to these circles of hell. For example, episode one was on Limbo, where we talked about ADHD and time and things like that, because... Limbo is the entrance to hell, and this is where anyone who wasn't baptized basically basically waits to see what their destiny is in this journey. Episode two, we talked about lust. We talked about sexuality. We talked about gender differences and things like that. And lust is actually another um, thing that has to do with a circle of hell. So that's the second circle of hell. Then we talked about greed. Then we talked about anger. Then we talked about violence. Then we talked about heresy. Then we talked about fraud. And now here we are at the final circle, which is treachery. And basically, it, you know, it's interesting. And I do want to point out the fact that today we did not plan this. We did not plan this at all. But the last episode today is actually being recorded on Good Friday. <laughs> Yes, sir. So that was an interesting coincidence that me and Kev actually pointed out and was actually like, holy shit, did we just like do something or is this just a coincidence? Spooky. Spooky. <laughs> Spooky. But basically, you know, to start off today, so that's just like a recap of all of like these episodes that you've been watching and tuning into and sort of looking at. That's why there's a lot of weirdness. You know, there was a lot of the mask wearing. There was a lot of the... Uh, you know, things that I'm wearing. This is actually a representative uh, costume of Dante from Dante's Inferno. So, I mean, like, you know, that's another reason why I wore this. I wore it from the first episode, and now here we are in the last episode. So, very interesting stuff. But let's talk about treachery, right? Because I think there's many different things about treachery that could be mentioned in our lives. I think a lot of us do treacherous things naturally, one example of treachery, it goes into relationships, right? Mm -hmm. When you're acting treacherous in a relationship, you are basically lying to your partner. You might even be cheating. You might engage in infidelity acts. And let's talk a little bit about that because in human knowledge and psychology, we know that what is cheating? What causes an individual to cheat is the question. What do you think causes people to cheat? In modern day or in general? I think the devil. General. I think devilish, devilish. emotions. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by devilish is those emotions that we've spoken about before. The greed, the lust, the anger, uh, the, the resentment. All these negative lower vibration emotions are what causes our suffering at the end of the day. And when I think about cheating, I think the biggest thing or person you can cheat to is yourself and i think when you cheat yourself and you're dishonest to yourself you're dishonest to something higher than self and i google treasury real quick and i really up uh, treasury 
treachery real quick. And I like the definition that says betrayal of trust, faith, or allegiance. And I'm a big believer that before we got here in this physical plane, our soul or our spirit or whatever you want to call it, I'm a believer that we there was an allegiance. There was a, a, a there was an agreement that we've made with our creator before we got here. And part of it is going through this physical existence and learning the lesson. Do I know the lesson? No. Do I do I know the agreement? No, I don't. For for some reason or another, I do feel like some of the negative emotions that we experience, we have to avoid it somehow. We have to manage and we have to focus more on some of the positive things of life, like love, right? Like unity. Uh, like the opposites of basically the circles of hell that we just went through. Yeah. Through nine episodes of the MindWorks podcast. Basically, I think like, you know, just to clarify what you're saying is that, you know, it's as if though it may feel as though this earth that we're on is purgatory. Mm, and exactly. that like, you know, we're all being tested amongst our sins that we've probably casted in the life before or, you know, in the past or whatever. And I do feel like it's very interesting because why are we on this earth is the question. Like, what is our meaning of our existences exactly, right? Like, I mean, when you go cross-culturally, everyone's living a different lifestyle and everyone's living in different ways. But it's interesting how, like, you as an individual is placed in the circumstances that you are placed in. It's as, you you know, you sort of sometimes probably question why. Why am I in this predicament or why am I in this situation? And then as you look for meaning, the meaning then entails some sort of change within yourself. And that's why as a therapist, I always emphasize and try to help people find their meaning mm. and find their ways. That's deep. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm also in agreement. I Again, I think that there is a purpose to it. There is a journey. And for whatever reason, I think that, before we got here, I think we we chose our our gender, we chose our sex, we chose our 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 biological makeup, we chose our our family, we chose our situations for whatever reason to learn something in order to get us to a higher state of existence. I don't think the I believe the universe is so large and galaxies are so infinite that this can't be everything. This can't be everything. So what is it? Right. Like what it's what is this reality that we're going through? What are we supposed to learn? And what happens if we don't learn it? What happens if we just ignore the laws of nature and the laws of God? Right. What happens if we progress to a state where we're doing heinous things, acts against ourselves and against other people? I think we go to a lower vibration, vibrational state. I think. Once this body is done, we have like a little snidget of energy and that energy can either go on a higher vibration or go on a lower vibration. Mm -hmm. And it is up to us in the decisions that we make and we're constantly having these life reminders about the pack that we did with the creator in order to not fall under whatever negative tests we're, we're being tested with, right? Yeah, and that's life. <laughs> uh, and that's life. And that's life, man. And that's life. And I and I think part of life also, and this is something I always say, is, you know, I think part of life is creating more life 
I'm a big believer in that. I know people think, you know, getting pregnant or having kids as a man is an optional thing. And for me, I do not believe that's an optional thing. I think reproduction, you're, it's, it's a spiritual thing more than it's physical. We think, okay, the sperm goes into here and then just creates this. Oh, I think there's way more to that. There's so much more, <laughs> and it's so much deeper. And I think it's so generation generationally tied i think our generations before us are somehow tied to us and then we tie ourselves to the generations that come after us so even after our time here is done you know i think dre somehow in some energetic level is going to be part of his son and his daughter yeah. right it's I mean, i'm a believer in that i mean too i mean i believe in like ancestries and things like that and like i think like you know, unfortunately, in the past, <laughs> we didn't have, like, the technology to, like, really, like, account for all our ancestors and things like that and keep in touch with them. But now we kind of do. So I guess, like, I only imagine, like, 400 years from now, if, like, my great, great grand grandkids are going to have any pictures of me or maybe even this podcast video of me talking about Word. this stuff. And you'll actually be able to see it, you know, like, 400 years from now, you're going to look at back at this and think, like, holy shit, this guy, like, was spitting some facts. Yeah. <laughs> and who knows, maybe one day that that's where I'll probably explode. But, you know... As of right now, you know, we are on this on this earth right now and we're being tested for something. Yeah. You know, and I think like everyone that I work with and as a therapist, I notice these tests and I'm like thinking like, is this is this like God or some higher force or whatever you want to call it? Like you don't even have to call it God or whatever if you're not religious. Mm -hmm. But there's some sort of entity that is putting you in this position, in this predicament or the situation that is causing turmoil in your life and you're trying to figure it out. You know, and like I think a lot of people tend to get lost because they don't have their faith in a certain like religion or whatever they want to believe. Yeah. But some people get lost. And like, I think that's like, you know, an issue to some degree, but I just feel like, I don't know. I think there's like a higher purpose to our being and we're here for a reason. And like, if you are struggling with something, that is your test and you should really hone in on your own test as an individual and try to work on yourself so you yeah. can feel better at the end of the day, you don't want to be confronted by the devil. You don't want to be in front of the devil at the end of the day and think like, wow, I should have done this in my past life or whatever the case is. You don't want that. You know what I mean? As long as you're here, try to do the right thing. Try to like, you know, be the opposite of the sins that are that we're sort of here to see happen. And like those all those circles that we talked about, all the all the things that we've talked about, those ideas, you know, the whole lust, anger, greed, fraud, you know, they all have a negative impact on our lives and they've been having a negative impact on our lives for decades, for sure, for centuries. Yeah. And it's written in like century type work, like centuries ago, it's written that like these were things that were making people distressed and they still are today. Yeah. Which is like, you got to question like, why is that? Why do we still suffer from lust? Why do we still suffer from greed? Why do we still suffer from violence? Why do we still suffer from greed, uh, from uh, anger? You know, like these are things that we have to sort of question ourselves and what we're doing. But going back to like the whole treachery thing. So with treachery and cheating. So it's very interesting because when it comes to cheating, you know, I feel like the reason why people cheat is because of these impulsive behaviors. Like people who cheat tend to be sensation seeking and there's actually been research studies that show that there's some sort of physiological connection with people who cheat and do these type of acts these treacherous acts so there's a interesting enzyme within our bodies it's called monoamine oxidase mao monoamine oxidase is an enzyme that's meant to break down neurotransmitters to a more significant degree 
So people who are low in MAO, monoamine oxidase, tend to display more sensation-seeking behaviors. And that makes an individual impulsive to the point of infidelity and cheating. So for some people, cheating is actually like a biological sort of mechanism. That's crazy. I never heard of that. Yeah. So like if you know a cheater or something like that, you know, it's sort of like within themselves happening on a biological, on a physiological level. So it's important to understand that to some degree and I guess have some sort of empathy. But still, that person is committing treacherous acts and that's a sin, right? Mm. And I'm pretty sure if you ask any cheater, they'll mention feeling probably some sort of negative or negativity feelings about their cheating behaviors. They don't feel well with it. It makes them probably feel down. It makes them feel bad probably, unless that person shows no empathy. There are devils in this world disguised as people. So just be mindful of that as well. Word. But at the end of the day, that individual is being tested on their treacherous acts of cheating and infidelity. For sure. And if they can prove themselves that they can stop that act, I do feel like you've gained some sort of recognition by whatever higher being is out there, say God, and you are on the right path and you will be feeling better. You will be good. And for the rest of your life, you may even feel happiness and meaningfulness Mm -hmm. from your change. I have so many like nuggets that from why you were talking that I want to in- include, but one of them is what you ended with is being on the right path. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, personally for me in my life, I've felt that when I do the right things, when I'm in the right places, mm-hmm. when I'm taking the right steps, behaviors, actions, and thoughts, fruitful things happen in my life. When I am positive and have faith that everything is going to be all right, Fruitful things happen in my life. People come into my life. Situations come into my life. And I am a big, big believer that we reap what we saw. And as we are always trying to improve and get better, I think God puts things and people and situations in our path in order to assist us. Mm -hmm. But there's a level of autonomy that I feel that we is part of the agreement there's a level of autonomy that god has given us to make our own choices and decisions whether it's good or bad i don't feel that god is gonna step in and say no treachery is bad don't do it like it's god is gonna give us the choice and at the long run at the end we're gonna get the results of our choices and in the afterlife, and even in this life, not even let's not even go that far. Like if in this life, I feel like if you do negative shit, you're gonna get negative shit in your life, and, and you're gonna feel bad mentally. Like like I see it all the time when people come to me, and I you know I'm I keep these things as a therapist in my mind about like sins and things like that. That's why I'm talking heavily about it. And that's why I made this whole podcast, these nine episodes, all based mm-hmm. on these ideas of sins because I feel like when I work with people. The ones that are sinning are the ones that are suffering the most mentally. And I notice that when someone comes to me and they're cheating, they feel the most shame. When someone's coming to me and they feel like they're being greedy with others and explaining their greed and talking about it, they feel guilt. Mm -hmm. When people come to me about like confusion about their gender identity and their sex and they're going against their natural biology of who they are, 
there's suffering inside and I see these things and you're not being one with the reality or whatever is in your in, in, in God's world or whatever the case is. And I see that happening in front of my eyes. And those people are the ones that are suffering. Like I'm telling you the yeah. most, like it sucks. You know what too? I feel that yes, they are suffering the most, but part of it is also like the lesson they have to learn. Like we all have our lessons. And right? I feel, and that, that, that's what makes me feel bad as a therapist is yeah. when I can't teach this individual the lesson. I feel like they have to learn it on themselves. hundred percent. Like, you know, and it's unfortunate that they go with their desires and their temptations a lot of times. And really the environment plays a huge role in acceptance of that, which is, you know, either good or bad. But a lot of these things that people do or believe tend to be against their own nature to some degree. And like, mm -hmm. you know, it just it kind of sucks. Like, I, I don't I can't do much as a therapist when someone is continuously like basing their pro like their problems are based on these sins that we know of that we've been known for been known of for centuries yeah and don't 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 get it twisted like we're not virtuosos ourselves we're not angels yeah well, we go through our angels. own struggles yeah. <laughs> i definitely 100 i'm not no right? angel i i've struggled i've i've done my my bad evil things but at this point in my life I've changed those ways and I've done that and I feel accomplished and I feel great about myself. Every morning I wake up, I'm not suffering. I'm not depressed. I'm not sad. I'm actually happy. And I'm probably the happiest I ever been getting out of that funk and those beliefs of like, yeah. you know, um, liberal ideologies and things like that and being extremely progressive and like yeah. being all for all these new things. When I started really honing into my conservative side and started really looking at things in a more, clearer lens um, away from all the bullshit that media and culture and group think push onto you. I'm doing better than ever. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned it, you mentioned it before when we went and got coffee. It's like, yo, I wake up and I'm happy to be awake and I'm ready to go. Yeah. Especially looking, you know, like I'm happy to be awake and then see my daughter's face and like a little baby, like right, right. there. That shit makes me that, that just makes my day every morning, and that's my motivator is my little daughter, you know, like my little two-, three-month-old daughter is, like, my motivation. Yeah. You know? But that, 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 wouldn't ha that wouldn't happen if I decided, you know, to be gay or to be transgender or to be non-binary or whatever. I'd probably not have that experience, and I would be upset not having it if I was succumbed to the groupthink of, like, this is okay. Like, be gay or be non-binary. I'm not saying it's bad. I mean, hey, gay people can still have kids, but you know what I mean? It's not like, you know, the same. And I can't place my own happiness on other people's happiness and whatever the case is. Right. But that's just like what I've, ex what I've experienced. I think one thing is also very important is keeping your word. I like to say I got two things, my balls and my word. <laughs> right? So my word is bond. And I think keeping your own word to yourself builds self-esteem. It builds character. It builds who you are as a person. So if you're going to say, I'm going to be there at my therapeutic appointment to, you know, speak to Dre and try to figure out what's going to happen, what uh, better my life, then be there and put some intention behind it and put some work behind it. Um, I think that's personally very important every day, every morning to just be who you say you are and who you want to be. And that takes... A lot, because I personally feel, again, I feel like social media, the internet, and a lot of other thinkers don't want you 
to be the best version of yourself. Because if you're the best version of yourself, then you don't need them, right? You have the autonomy, you have the intellect, you have the emotional stability to be greater. And you don't need to rely on the system or be a victim to the system. And that's a big part. I think that treasury, that treachery is the biggest one. Your pact, your agreement that you've done with yourself and you do with yourself on a day-to-day basis. You know, you say you're going to start stop smoking Juul. You're going to you say you're going to stop drinking alcohol. Friday, Saturday night comes and you relapse and doing this this cycle, hey, you're going against yourself and that's the worst person to go against. Exactly. It's the devil. Literally. We're literally this ninth episode this ninth episode we're we're in the devil's presence right now basically yeah. like talking about treachery, talking about these negative um you know, uh, feelings with treachery and, and lying and deception and things like that, that's all going to eat at you. So if you're living a lie in your life, you know damn straight you are suffering to your core. Live honestly and truly and purely. And I think you your mental health will thank you for that. And you'll feel better. You'll have a better sense of the world. You'll feel good. But if you keep living in like, this negative realm of life, depending on your situation, whatever the case is, you're just going to keep feeling like shit. Because the, literally the devil is laughing right in your face as you keep doing it. And you're probably laughing along with them. <laughs> I think also a big part and something you mentioned before is having this podcast, the ability to speak truth, the ability to challenge normative thinking, the ability to be critical thinkers and open to ideas, but also very uh, structured in the way we live our life. I think that's very, very important. I I don't see enough people speak truth more often, more honestly, more openly in every situation, and not just places and spaces that they're very comfortable in. And I see more and more people kind of shun themselves and hide their opinions and their thoughts because of fear of because they don't want to feel shame or they don't want to uh, rattle other people's emotions. And I think that is, again, treachery to herself. I think we need to speak truth and live within truth, honestly. Yeah, because it's like treachery is all about lying. It's about deception. So if you're lying to yourself, that's not a healthy thing. And I think... Once again, it goes back to like, if you are a male and you say that you're a woman, you're lying to yourself, basically. And that is treachery to oneself. And that's harmful. And that's negative, And it's bad. It's not good. Like I'm telling you, it's not a good thing. It's betrayal. You're betraying your own self as an individual. You're saying, I am, I am this, but I am not that. I am this. You know, like you're, yeah. you're in betrayal on your own self. That yeah. could be conflictual. And, I mean, me personally, at the end of the day, if you're an adult, I wish you the best in whatever you're thinking and your behaviors are always and forever. But just leave the kids alone. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. You do you. You're a 20, 25-year-old. You want to call yourself whatever you want to call yourself. Do whatever you want to do as long as you're not harming anyone or, you know, creating chaos in society, going out doing mass shootings, blah, 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 and leave the kids alone. Exactly. Just leave like, the kids alone. 
Like, that's all I'm saying, man. That's 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 a threshold which we had a conversation before. Where it's like, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, accept this, accept this in our society. Okay, yeah, we're going to accept this, we're going to accept this. Now I feel like we're getting to a point where we're going after the kids. I don't know what the agenda is. I don't know what the reason is. But just that's where I'm like, that's the line where it's I'm like, nah, man, leave the kids alone. It's treachery to the kids. You're lying to them. You're telling them that you can be non-binary and transgender. You're lying to them. And they're, you're making them lie to themselves. That's treachery. They don't have the consciousness and ability to make those sort of decisions yet. They don't. You know, I don't I don't care if you're gay, I don't care if you're a lesbian, I don't care if you're a fucking gorilla and you want to identify as a fish. Just leave the kids alone. Leave the kids alone, man. Don't, don't play with those kids, man. Like they they're they're innocent. Let them live their innocence. You they're had perfect. the opportunity to live that. Like don't, you know, push your agendas and your beliefs onto them like that. Let the parents do what they want. With their own kids. And even so, I've seen a lot of parents. Yeah. I don't know if it's like they want to make a statement or they're just speaking out of resentment or (laughs) they just want to be oppositional or they're greedy. Or they're progressive as hell. uh, There's something going on. Maybe they're psychologically uh, have a disorder. Muchasin syndrome by proxy. All of those syndromes. Factitious disorder. Something in there or some narcissism. But... Involving your kids into your own progressive thinking that is not going to be beneficial to them in the future. Virtue signaling. Hey, man, that's that's when it's it, it, it's it's touching a lot of people. And I'm telling you, as a therapist, what do we do with that? Like, I'm asking you, the audience, leave a comment in the in the comment section. What would you do as a therapist if you saw a parent telling you that, hey, my child is non-binary and their child is only five or six years old. What would you do? What do you, what do you say to that? <laughs> you That's know? a good question. That's like, it's, a, it's a literal delusion. I, yeah, man. What would I do, man? I don't know. I think I would have a conversation with them about it and then just, I don't think I could, I don't think I could work with that parent. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm not working with that. Probably. I mean, I, I would have to. I would, you know, ask them. I would probably tell them, "Look, these are my beliefs. This is what I think is going on." Yeah. Like, I think, like, you know, what you're saying about your child being non-binary, it could be considered a delusion because that's not true. Your child's obviously a boy or a girl. I can't really, like, you know, I can only just tell you the definition of a delusion and give you the facts of delusions and things like that, and then you could go ahead and do what you want with that information. But that's as far as I can really go to help you. I mean, if you want to, like, confuse your child in that way and do that to the poor thing, then that's on you. Can I, I mean, I don't know. Like, and the crazy part about it all is that it seems as though, like, the medical field, like the APA and, you know, hospitals are agreeing with all this. Like, I think I mentioned this to you before, that when, when my daughter was born, the birth certificate said sex, and it said male, female, non-binary off the rip off the rip off the birth certificate and then the portion of the birth certificate that i'm supposed to fill out which is supposed to be saying father's you know portion it said other parent yeah so i mean i can understand the other parent thing because i have respect to same-sex couples and things like that but like come on like like at least Give me one form that says fathers for the sake of this is my daughter's birth for the first time. And now I have to like look at this form that says other parent. 
when I know I'm the father. <laughs> like, That's crazy. Like it really hurts. Like that that was a right. blow. Like I you know what I mean? But then I could imagine how that must feel for same sex couples who see it as fathers when it's a woman, right? Like, you know, same sex couple. But at the end of the day, that's feeding into like a subjective sort of ideology to some degree because that's not the reality. There's, in, even in same-sex couples, there's an other sex component to that. Mm. Men can't give birth. Right. <laughs> so there has to be another component. There has to be, you know what I mean, a father. Has to be a well, father. They're putting and a tampons mother. in the in the boys' bathroom now. So and you know it's interesting because my um my oldest brother, yeah, yeah I'm talking about my oldest brother real quick. He's an extreme progressive. The other day, like he posted shout something. Out yeah, shout out to him. Shout out to no no uh, it's, um this other one. But he was saying like all these things about like you know transgenderism, whatever. And I just said something like, oh, you know, but like you know, at the end of the day, men can get pregnant. Yeah. And then he goes off to say like, oh. I, you know, like I just Googled it and there's research studies that are showing that they can. <laughs> and I was like, wait, 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 send me those articles real quick. And he sends me all these bunch of nonsense, like BS website articles, like centalamism.com, which he says is like a big uh, <laughs> website in India or something like that. Yeah. I'm just like, bro, but like even the article says not, this hasn't been peer reviewed, this research studies. Mm-hmm. Like they did like some research on like rats where they try to make a male rat give birth. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. They must have put a whole different reproduction system. In yeah, like they did a uterus implant. I mean, they're making babies in labs now. I mean, I don't. Yeah, you wouldn't be surprised if a man yeah. could give birth, right, at some point. But that's crazy. Imagine to that point where we get to that point of fraud, right? Like fraudulent things by technology. I'm telling you, fraudulent technolo- humans. Fraudulent humans. <laughs> like you're not the real thing. You're, you're not, not born. Not you can't be born that way yeah, unless you could creepy. appear out of a uterus that way. Okay. Naturally, fine, but I don't think that's ever gonna be possible. And you know, we we like laugh and shit and like <laughs> crack jokes, but yeah, this is serious shit, dude. Like, this is serious shit, man. It is serious. Like, it's fucking crazy. So then he sends me these articles, and I'm over here like, bro, like these are nonsense articles and stuff like that. And yeah, it's just like, come on, man. Like, you're just so like you're becoming so brainwashed by like these ideologies and these beliefs that men can get pregnant. Like, there is no way a man can get pregnant. <laughs> Unless you're a trans man, okay, because you have the reproduction system of a female because you were born a female. Unless you're a trans man, then that's possible. But even if you're a trans woman, I'm sorry to tell you, but that's impossible. Yeah. Yeah. I The trans man when I've seen, actually, I think it was in the cover of a magazine or something. That's possible because you're oh, born cool. female, so you have the uterus. You have the biological structure to do that. Yeah. But... A trans woman? That's not that's not gonna happen. Right. That's wild. That's wild, man. It's wild. That rap I mean, again, putting it all together, wrapping everything up, it's very, very important for us to be conscious of good and evil. Yes. And always want to be humble learners of life because if you think you know everything honestly i think you know nothing Mm -hmm. i'm i constantly tell myself that the more i know the less i know and there's still so much more life and consciousness to absorb and to download into my brain that i it'll behoove me to think that i am (laughs) i know everything and you know know the right things to i i I don't 
And but that's part of I feel like that's part of the journey. That's part of the dope part of life. Life is dope as fuck as well. <laughs> it's yeah. like you never know. And when you have these situations, I don't I in my life, again, I'm a very uh trippy and very uh what do you, what do I call I, I look, man, I like when life throws me curveballs. And I like to see them in 3D because it's like, wow, there is something out there that's more powerful than this little peeny weeny little brain in the galaxies. And the fact that I can be influenced and I can still adapt and learn and grow, I feel like that's such a beautiful thing in life. Yeah. So don't stop growing. That's my yeah. point. Don't stop growing. So basically, like, yeah, just to wrap it up. So this whole podcast season was meant to basically intrigue you, the audience, through these circles of hell that we walked through. We related all these topics to mental health issues that we as therapists are firsthand experiencing. And this is the reason this is the main reason why I planned this whole podcast out this way. Yeah. It was basically just to lay out how these sins, as mentioned within the Bible and within century-old literature mm -hmm. from the past has been existent in human psychology for a while. Mm -hmm. And this is where most of our suffering actually takes place is within these sins. Yeah. So if you as an individual are suffering mentally because of some sort of lust or greed or violence or anger or heresy or treachery or any of these things hit me up <laughs> yeah for sure i'm i'm ready to do the work i'm ready to help you out ready to work just a little bit of a future scope for future podcast episodes and seasons we will be touching on more educational topics sure. we're going to become we're going to throw a more professional twist to everything Sure. So this is the end of season two. We faced the devil. We talked about all these things. We talked about all these sins. We talked about all these human problems and emotions and things like that. And it was a pleasure. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy the whole episode. Catch you on season three. Be Peace. real. Peace. Peace.